0: Treasures from God's Word The kings
1: and priests and prophets heard There would be one offering Gills that will send
0: so
2: we can see Hi boys and girls, and welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Wolfie, and today we'll be learning about how important it is for us to read the Bible. So grab your Bible and a friend and come on and join us.
1: Billy Bob was on New Garden Mountain, sitting before a fire all by himself one day, having spent the previous night there so that he could have time to think. He was numb with fear as he thought about all of the filthy sins he had committed against God that day. Billy Bob spoke out loud to himself and to God, and this is what he said.
3: Father, please forgive me for acting so wickedly today against thee and Thee only have I sinned and done this evil in Thy sight. O God, I feel so wretched and miserable. My sin is ever before me, and I cannot hide myself from Thee. What should I do,
1: O that Thou might help me? Billy Bob was so deep in prayer and thought that he didn't notice that he was being watched. Mm. A hungry mountain lion had his eye on Billy Bob and slowly crept up behind him. Now the mountain lion was only a few feet away and began to growl victoriously over his prey. At the sound of the growl, Billy Bob's heart froze in fear and his first impulse was to cry to God for help.
3: Oh God, what should I do? Deliver me, I pray thee from this hungry mountain lion, which is about to devour me.
1: While Billy Bob was yet speaking, without his knowledge, God was answering his prayer. Mr. and Mrs. G, Mark and Aline Matthews, Rudy, Lizzie, Joey, Wolfgang, and Maria were on a nature walk in New Garden Mountain and stumbled upon the scene. Everybody screamed and yelled, and the mountain lion scampered away.
3: Mr. G? Is that you? You came at a perfect time. I thank God that you came. You all
4: saved my life. God led us to you, Billy Bob. We heard the growl of the mountain lion. That really got our attention.
2: Wow! Now that was a close call. We could
3: have been killed. What in the world were you doing up here, Billy Bob? I've been really struggling spiritually, and I just needed some time to think and a little encouragement. Do you think maybe we could have a a Bible study together? No problem, Billy Bob. Oh, good. Thank you for being such good friends to me. I'm not doing well at all, and I feel like I'm in the depths of despair.
2: You know, we all love you, Billy Bob.
3: Billy Bob, we only find ourselves in the depths of despair when we go against God's will. Yeah, I know. I've been really battling sin like crazy, like a chicken being chased by a weasel. I'm struggling beyond measure. You've got to flee to God for help. Have you been praying? I've been praying nonstop. Have you been reading your Bible? Well, actually, no, I haven't been. I've been so troubled in my soul, Mr. G. I understand, Billy Bob, but you see, that's the problem right there. We must all read the Bible. None of us can do without it. Why don't we start our Bible study? Why don't we start with Isaiah thirty-four sixteen, which says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail, none shall want her mate. For my mouth it hath commanded, and his spirit it hath gathered them. You see, God himself commands us to read his word, the Bible. There is another passage that really hits the nail on the head, and it's found in Deuteronomy 17. Let's see, Rudy, why don't you take verses 14 through 16, and Lizzie can take verses 17 through 20. Okay, Deuteronomy
5: 17, 14 through 16 says, When thou art come unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shall possess it, and shall dwell therein, and shall say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. One from among thy brethren shalt thou set king over thee, thou mayest not set a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother, but he shall not multiply horses to himself nor cause the people to return to Egypt, to the end that he should multiply horses, forasmuch as the Lord hath said unto you, Ye shall henceforth return no more that way. Let's see Deuteronomy 17, verse 17 through 20. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold, And it shall be, when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. And it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes, to do them that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days and his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel.
3: Isn't it so wonderful that God has allowed us to use this opportunity to be able to read his precious word. This is just what I needed.
4: Me too, Billy Bob.
3: Sometimes we deceive ourselves into thinking that we can live without reading God's word. What a lie. We must read the Bible every day of our lives. Why don't we take a look at another passage? How about Psalm 119, verse 11? Can you take that, Billy Bob? I'd be delighted to. Psalm 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin
4: against thee. And we know that God himself charges us to read all of the Bible according to 2 Timothy 3.16. In fact, let me turn there. We read all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness.
3: You can say that again. You know, I think I remember there being a verse in Romans that has to do with reading the scriptures. If my memory serves me correctly, I think it's Romans 15:3 or 4. Can you read that, Wolfgang? Sure, I'd be happy to. Romans
2: 15:4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope.
3: I already feel much better. I feel strengthened in my soul, and all of this reading is making me want God's Word even more. Let's keep reading. That sounds good to me. I know that the healthiest thing we can do is to stay in God's Word. We cannot live without it. It's our life. You know, this discussion makes me think about the Ethiopian eunuch, do you remember that account, Billy Bob? Yes, I do, but I haven't read it in a long time. Mark, can you take Acts
4: eight, twenty six through twenty eight? Sure. Acts chapter eight, verses twenty six through twenty eight. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet.
2: Acts 8, verses 29-31 Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandeth thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him.
3: Thanks, Joey. Lizzie, why don't you read verses 32 to 35, please?
5: All right, Mr. G. Acts 8, verse 32 through 35. The place of the Scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? of himself or of some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus.
3: And I'll take verses 36 through 39. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Just think of it. Our Savior was led as a lamb to the slaughter for our sins. How can this be? Just think of the great love God has for His elect people. I know it. I don't understand the love of God. It is so deep and so wonderful.
2: Billy Bob, you look tired.
5: Are you hungry? Because I am. (laughs) (laughs) We have backpacks filled with plenty of food and drinks, Billy Bob.
3: Would you like a sandwich, Billy Bob? After this wonderful spiritual food, I am a bit hungry. Much obliged, Mrs. G. While we have a bite to eat, why don't all of you boys and girls listen to this beautiful hymn, How Firm a Foundation?
2: Enjoyed our program today. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs today, please write to Treasures from the Bible, and outreach at Bible Ministries International, in Carol Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. Today's program is entitled, A Close Call.
3: May God richly bless you with His salvation.
2: Thanks for listening. And be sure to tune in
5: next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!